0: You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me in Burn Your Manual, this book that defines our expectations of self but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. Hello, friends. This is Kathy Whaley, MD, and you're listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm really excited to talk today about living in impatience. Are you currently living in a state of impatience? So patience is the capacity to accept and tolerate perceived delays, so it will come as no surprise that impatience is the tendency to be without patience or to be without the capacity to accept and tolerate delays. Why do we struggle with the delays? Well, it's because of what we make those delays mean. I myself right at this moment am struggling with patience as I have re-recorded many of these parts several times because my doggos are being very, very noisy. But outside of this circumstance, I still struggle with patience and impatience a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And it's much better now than it used to be, but it still rears its head every so often, so I thought this would be a good one to talk about. Why is impatience a problem? Why do we want to solve it? Well, first of all, it feels bad, and we put out needy-ass energy. Because we're sitting there wanting to be farther down the path, and we aren't. And so we're missing out on the good things that are happening now. Like this moment we are not actively engaged in. Instead, we're focused on what hasn't happened. Another reason is that when you live in a state of impatience, it's like being on a hamster wheel that's spinning. It's the same shit every day. And... When you're on that hamster wheel spinning, you're literally having the same thought cycle every day, a thought cycle that feels bad and puts off needy-ass energy. And lastly, when you focus on the speed of change, the speed at which you get somewhere, you're likely not going to notice if you're veering in a direction you don't want So the direction is way more important than the speed at which you travel. So I'm gonna give a couple of examples of where my patience deficiency has not served me well. Anytime that I'm contemplating a change, I labor over it. I take my time. I think about the risks versus the benefits. I mean a very long time. But when I have committed to it, I'm wanting the change to be done yesterday. So one example, very simple example. My husband wanted to start a family four years before I did. Every year we would have the conversation I would have some reason why it wasn't the right time, and we would put off the discussion for another year. Four years later, I finally said, okay. And then I tortured both of us with my impatience of getting pregnant. It's like I had decided I wanted it to happen, so let's get on with it. From the start to finish, I single-handedly sucked the joy out of trying, out of the experience. And as it turned out, I wasn't Miss Fertile Myrtle, so it ended up being a really long-ass time. What did I miss out on because of my impatience? Well, first of all, I definitely did not appreciate all of the really yummy sex that happened prior to having any kids, because now we can hardly get behind a locked door before they're like, what's going on in there? The other thing I missed out on was just the connection with my husband and really the joy of going down this road together, creating a human together. It became another box I was addicted to checking off kind of not the thing that belongs in a box checker off competition. Creating a human, a bigger deal than that. Now here is a much more recent example. And it's really about my decision to go for coaching certification. So I decided to go for certification and training thinking I would deploy these skills at my full-time job, but that didn't really work out. So I launched a website and decided to offer it to any healthcare professional and really anyone. And I set some goals for the end of 2022. And again, I wanted them to happen last year. No patients present over here for Kathy at the beginning of that. Why did I want it to happen so quickly? Well, frankly it's because I saw all these other coaches being the quote, example of what's possible in the coaching world. That is a very big concept and frankly bordering on mantra, be the example to others of what is possible. And that's not the problem. It's what you make that mean. That's the problem. So when you see someone as an example of what's possible, you may, like me, find yourself wondering, why don't I already have what's possible? And so this comparison sets up thoughts that create unworthiness. So for me, unworthiness set in because I told myself that I was successful when I was an example of what's possible too, And I was defining what's possible by someone else's possibilities. Little did I realize at that time, I already was an example of what's possible. So every day, I obsessed about not being at the goal. And I told myself that I was being held back because I had additional goals after that, that this one had to get checked off the list in order for me to get to that one. Cue the recurrent shitty thought loop that happened every day where I obsessed about how far away I still was from my goal and how far I needed to go. So every day, I was on the hamster wheel, feeling bad, putting out needy-ass energy, not enjoying the moment. And, yeah, it was really not pleasant. A lot of thought work later and self-coaching, I have internalized that I am my own example of what's possible and I am enjoying the now. So let's talk about how we get there. How do we combat impatience in these ways? I have a few steps to offer in this. Number one, every day with intention, recognize how far you've come no matter how small. Why do we do this? Because it shifts the focus away from a mentality that is lacking of how far you have yet to go and into a mentality that's about progress, how far we've come. And it doesn't matter how big the progress is. It just matters that you see it that you give it its place in your thoughts. Make a list of the things you want yet to be realized. Those things that are at the end goal. And then I want you to make a list of the things you already have. Now, why? Why do we do this? This one might be one of the most important pieces. We Want to continue to recognize the things that we already have and intentionally remind ourselves that we still want them. We want to continue wanting them. What often happens is when we have accomplished something or checked that box, we go into that autopilot mode and we forget to keep wanting what we've done what we've accomplished so this helps reset scarcity in a way because we stop focusing on all the things we want but we don't have and we focus on what we actually do already have now some of you may be sitting here thinking well wait a minute isn't that encouraging a comparing mind thought and I'm gonna say no Because I'm not telling you to stop wanting the things you don't have. I'm telling you to not forget to want what you already have. I'm telling you to want both. And this creates more of a neutrality where you're recognizing that like, okay, I I have a lot. I'm just wanting to add some things to it. Compare that to a comparing mind thought where essentially the end result is you're invalidating feelings. This is very different. This is designed to ensure your feelings in this moment continue to be unearthed and recognized. And this last one may not apply to every moment that you're feeling impatient, but it's a really important one when it does apply. Set an intention of being your own example of what's possible. And why am I saying that? If you recall in a previous podcast episode, I talk about comparison being the deluder of pleasure. Comparison is also a restrictor of what is possible for you specifically. Because what is possible for you will always be so much more than what is possible for someone else. Now, that sounds odd. I'm fully aware and I'm going to explain. Comparison shackles you to a specific goal instead of the one you choose on purpose. So, as an example, in the coaching world, there was this coach who was my coach and she had made $100,000 in her business in the first three months. When that was my example of what's possible, I frankly was limiting my own vision of what was truly possible for me. And along the way, I realized a money goal for coaching was never going to be a good fit for me. That was never going to be my personal example of what's possible because my personal goals are more service oriented and not about money. So when I realized I was boxing myself in, then I revised my goals to be service oriented and set goals of I'm going to release a podcast once a week and I'm going to support in some capacity 20 people across the year 2022. And I've slowly been adding more to it. So I didn't start out thinking that I was going to create a wellness platform. But I recognize that as a goal And as a way to serve, I added it to the list and we've done the beta launch. So again, no one is going down the exact path that you're going down. No one has gone down it before. No one's ever going to go down it again because it's mine. It's specific to me. My potential to serve is limitless so long as I don't try to live up to someone else's example. Period. If I can dream it, I can do it. So can you. But so long as you are trying to do what other people have dreamt, you're missing out on all the things you could dream. So circling back, a state of impatience is born out of the thoughts you have about a gap, an endpoint that you wanna reach, but have not yet reached. Why is it a problem? It's a problem because you make it a problem, quite simply. So do I. I was standing in the shower this morning, admiring the natural light that was coming in through the window of the shower. And this was a really sobering moment for me because, like I said, impatience is something I struggle with constantly. I mean, I could probably spend all my day doing thought work about patience, And as everyone knows, I've been building a house for over two years. And it keeps getting longer and longer. And now they're saying, hopefully we'll be in by November. Once upon a time, it was August. Just, it's a moving target. So I focus a lot on wanting my house to be done. I'm very impatient about it. And what does it mean to me? Why? What are the thoughts I'm having? Well, frankly, the thoughts are bigger house, more space. We won't be on top of each other. And I'm frankly tired of living in this super small rental house, four people, and now three dogs. And here is where I deploy the steps every day. Number one, we are so much closer than we used to be. And we've actually come really far in this house build. It's framed up. We have tile flooring. We're waiting on cabinets, which has sort of stalled everything inside. And they're putting on siding right now. Two years ago, we had a mound of dirt and a hole in a hill. So I still want to get to the end point. And if I focus on the gap of how much longer it's going to be, that is not going to go well. But if I focus on how much we've gained, now I could go to the place where I focus on how long this gain has taken since it's been over two years. But again, it's not about the rate of change. There have been a lot of hiccups along the way and a lot of changes to the plan, some of which have turned out better than I could have ever imagined. So that's step one. I also have made a list of the things I want and the things I already have that I want. And here's what was interesting. This came to me as I was showering because I always have wanted a bathroom with a window in the shower. And this is like a really nice frosted glass one, so it gives tons of natural light in the shower. I love it. I mean, love, love, love it. And this was the first house that I've had it. And in that moment, I just had overwhelming gratitude because I really looked at it intentionally. Instead of that becoming another fact that was in my autopilot mode. Yes, Kathy has a strong and well autopilot mode, just like the rest of us. And then I am setting an intention that this house build is an example of what's possible and not in a bad way, right? I had a coworker posting about her house build and how They're close to being done, and they're going to be moving in in a couple of weeks. And I was sitting there going, oh, my goodness. And I asked her when they started, and it turned out they had started just in December of 2021. So, I mean, they're going to make it into their house in eight or nine months. That's very different. And if I look at that, I'm going to see some sort of injustice, but it does not matter. My house is my house. It's different than her house. My property is my property is different than her property. The house we are building is spectacular. It is my dream realized with some modifications, but acceptable modifications. That house is an example of what's possible for me. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. The only reason the length of time is a problem is because I've made it a problem. So onward, my friends, go and kick your impatience to the curb and capitalize on the now and enjoy your Monday. Remember, if this episode resonated with you, please subscribe or drop a review on whatever platform you're listening to. It would be oh so helpful. This is a part of my, if I dream it, I can do it. And remember, you can too. Are you ready to start making progress, forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out.